Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Joining us now on the line, we have Brendan Beder, who's a UK correspondent. Brendan, good afternoon to you and thank you for joining us. A great pleasure. Good afternoon, Michael, to you and all of your listeners. Thanks so much, Brendan, for taking the time to join us. I did get your surname correct, did I? It is Beder. Beder. Right. Excellent, Brendan. Thank you for clearing that up. Okay, so we're looking at uh, the relationship between the United Kingdom and Israel and how it stands at the moment. Tell me, are we seeing a harder stance being taken by the United Kingdom with Israel? Well, Michael, looking back for a moment, we have incredible link between the two countries. We've Mm -hmm. got to understand that we've had bilateral trade between the UK and Israel being worth more than eight billion pounds. Now that is literally second only to the US. Right. Um, we have more than 300 companies here. We have one in seven NHS drugs coming from Israel. So obviously there's been an incredibly close relationship. Politically speaking, mm. things have gone through different stages. It's dependent on the party in power. It's dependent on the situation. And of course, um, things change during conflict. Indeed. After um, the October attack, of course, there was an immediate um, splitting in world opinion. It seemed uh, very, very quickly that feeling of um, support for Israel dwindled as soon as uh, Israel started taking retaliatory action. But interesting, both Richie Sunak as well as Keir Starmer of Labour mm-hmm. have stood relatively firm. Now, this is something that we take some comfort from, particularly after obviously having big issues with labor in the past. Obviously, Jeremy Corbyn uh, was a person with very alternate views, and this caused major issue for a number of years. So that has been encouraging in itself. We've obviously just uh, celebrated Hanukkah recently, and that in the wake of the hundreds of thousands of people demonstrating on the streets of London was an opportunity to try and reclaim London, where so many people had actually feared for actually being in the capital. Anti-Semitism has increased ridiculously as it has around the world. I know in South Africa it's no different. Mm -hmm. And it's a big concern. Obviously, we had our very large anti-Semitism march here, our rally, which was really something quite incredible. Um, I was privileged enough to be part of that, and it really felt like you were, for the first time, able to get out there safely. In the days and weeks before that, people were talking about taking down mezuzahs or front doors. Right. There was a general feeling of concern at that sort of level, and fear, genuine fear. Brendan, at this point in time, um, just going back to my first question, uh, there was talk of... um, between uh, United Kingdom and German leadership regarding sustainable, uh, a sustainable ceasefire. Uh, is the, this is certainly a different approach uh, from before in terms of, you know, uh, de- dealing, with, uh, dealing with Gaza and, um, and how things should, should now uh, continue henceforth from, from that situation right now. Is this now a different stance being taken uh, by the United Kingdom? For uh, for a more solid, sorry to interrupt you there, for a more solid position on the situation? I think the current situation is clearly that there are calls for 
extended humanitarian relief. That seems to be the focus rather than formally. Uh, clearly, there's right. been a lot of concern, as of course we've heard from the U.S. as well, possibly uh, Israel's most firm ally. Um, and of course, I think in that sense, Biden and the U.K., administration are probably united in feeling the pressures from all fronts and feel they have to find a middle ground that satisfies a lot of the critics and of course there are very many. Very interesting as you've just pointed out, they have to find uh, middle ground. I was going to come to that international and local interest certainly to consider here. Indeed. Right. And um, would you say that, that there's, there's more pressure coming in from there could be pressure coming in from the European Union in this case? Well, of course, since Brexit, we are not as um, driven by or encumbered to them. But at the same time, of course, there are a number of remaining uh, issues that we have to deal with. And, of course, we value in the United Kingdom uh, relationships with those European states and the Union as a whole. But, of course, at the moment, I think everybody is trying to take a step back because, of course, of the level of hate that is being seen and the level of hate that's being demonstrated in these marches. Um, uh, We are not alone here in the UK. You're not alone in South Africa. Of course, we've seen them throughout Europe and indeed through the world. So we have to look at that and things have to be judged also with uh, with that in mind because of course uh, every government is invariably going to be influenced to some extent by their populace uh, certainly Brendan Brendan sorry I just want to revisit uh, what you mentioned earlier on look at the looking at the rise of anti-semitism since there's the start of this horrific war in Israel right now in the UK if we just if we can just go into a bit more detail is is it really escalating is it really getting out of hand at the moment there in the United Kingdom it's it's incredibly serious um channel Four has an alternate Christmas message. Uh, this year, I believe it's going to be um, delivered by Stephen Fry, who's a Jewish uh, right. person of, of uh, significance. And it's part of his report, I believe, and this has been based on CST and police figures, that in fact, and this came actually particularly from the Met at the end of uh, the month of October, so not even... Um, in more recent times, at that time, so only within several weeks, within the same month of the atrocities in Israel, the anti-Semitism offences in the United Kingdom had increased at that stage by more than 1,000%. Wow. And how and is... that was compared to the same month last year. And, of course, okay. this has got worse, but that was a huge spike. Sorry to have uh, cut in there, Brendan. I was going to ask, how has the UK been dealing, responding with this anti-Semitism at the, at the stage? Well, there's been increased policing, uh, certainly at the anti-Semitism uh, march. There has been um, incredible support, incredible backing. The police are more aware. Of course, we've just celebrated the um, Festival of Hanukkah. And what's happened recently is that there was a call, actually, um, for several of the Hanukkiah to be taken down um, well, from places yeah. that they previously uh, were in place last year and by certain communities. This, thankfully, um, was reversed by one or two of the councils who'd originally voiced their intention to do so. And thankfully, um, I have to say that this year, probably more than ever, I've noticed more Hanukkiah around London. And uh, generally, um, they have been... Um, 
um, attended by a number of ceremonies on each of the eight nights with lighting of uh, each one of those candles. So all in all, thankfully, not as bad as we anticipated some eight days uh, ago, just, wow. well, just before the beginning of Hanukkah. Brendan, we're going to have to leave it there. We've just about run out of time. Thank you so much for joining us, taking the time just to give us great, some background as to uh, where relations stand between the United Kingdom and Israel at the moment. Brendan Beda, who's a UK correspondent.